Good morning. Good morning. It's after nine o'clock, so I'm gonna go ahead and start. Y'all can just just uh, work about the place and get your coffee or whatever. Yes. Well, actually, I am. So he just didn't hit the button. But we are live. We're live broadcasting across the world. Today. <laughs> Let's start with a song. I feel a song coming on. No singing. What is it? Well, I can just do like an elf. I'm singing. I'm singing a song. Oh, no, that's beautiful. I'm going to teach this class in a song. Okay. It's Sunday, March the 8th of 2020. Is that right? 2020. There, there's a TV show named after that. This must have been the year for that show. Uh, they were just waiting. Um, let's, let's open in prayer. That's probably a good idea because I'm sure I need it. And this lesson may need it. So we better get started in the right way. Today, it is 9 o'clock. We are starting on closely on the time because uh, time change today and actually it's eight o'clock in the morning for us I felt like it was I could do feel it because I woke up at 445 instead of 545 this morning or at least that's what it would have been I was but, uh, all right well Lord let's pray because I, I'm, I'm rambling on uh, father we thank you for this fabulous day in your house this chance to come before you uh, to bless you today father Bless this time in this class. Bless um, whatever comes out of my mouth. And uh, just bless everyone here. Uh, bless this day. Bless our pastor as he teaches us today. And we just love you and praise you. And, and um, thank you for the, the opportunity to serve you and to uh, be a part of your, your saints. Father, we love and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. All righty then. Well, I had a dream this morning, early this morning before I woke up, and I actually, the dream was I'd already taught. And uh, it's funny because um, the stewards aren't here because their daughter was in the dream. That's just weird. I, I woke up, I was, and I came in the class, and the place was almost full. And it was like kind of pre-seminar, which I was thankful I'm not teaching next weekend. <laughs> but it was like, because uh, Annette... Annette was here, and she was helping for some reason. And Heather, Heather was about to teach. It's weird. But everybody was saying, well, what is she, is she going to, something about my teaching. And I was up at the front laying on a bed in front of everybody. And they were saying something about my teaching, and I'm just saying, no, this has nothing to do with my teaching. I was just thrilled that I wasn't, I was done. So I, I was like, oh, man, I've already taught. And I woke up, and I realized, oh, man. I'm supposed to teach today. It's not already passed. That was just a dream. But um, so anyway, it was that was that was kind of odd. It was that was different. But again, this place was it was full, so it was like a seminar. People were already here. Um, um, interesting dream. <clears throat> it's funny. I've been having more dreams lately, and uh, you know, I know I shared one with the pastor several weeks ago that I'd had. Just things are uh, clear. You know, I'm. I'm you know, a lot of times I have a lot of dreams, but I can't remember any of it. Um, it's just, it's gone in a flash. I hear that sound. That was weird. Um, oh, that's me. Oh, that's that. <laughs> Never mind. Um, <clears throat> I thought it was, I thought my, anyway. Um, and last, last Sunday when we were, we had uh, Sunday night prayer, and the, the prophetic team was praying together. And I had some, some little flashes of, of visions and things uh, during prayer time, and I couldn't really hang on to too much of it, but there was one part of <clears throat> this one particular little vision that I had, and it was, uh, you, you know, sometimes in a movie or in a, you're watching a video or something, and how they'll, 
you get the big shot, the big broad shot, and then the, the camera kind of zooms in a little bit, and then it kind of zooms in, it like really focuses right on some little detail or something. Uh, and that was something I saw, and, and it made me think of, um, I'm going somewhere because somehow it translates into what I decided to teach about. Um, just the details, and um, you know, really not, you always have the big picture, and, that, and it kind of bleeds into what I do as a living. Um, you know, I'm, my job is really very uh, detail-oriented, um, results-driven, of course, but really detail-oriented, um, and that's always a big catchphrase. And, when you're hire, when you're looking for a programmer or something like that, or how are they really detail oriented? Or, because we have to focus on the little bitty things uh, when it comes to coding and 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 whatever we're trying to build. Um, and one of the I've got to raise of all hands, and those out there on the internet who might be listening, please raise your hand as well. How many people are perfect? Not me, but, um, but I'm a perfectionist, which is a real challenge. Uh, I don't know if anybody in here is a perfectionist. Uh, yeah, Nancy? <laughs> it's, uh, I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's hard because you, no, none of us are perfect, and it's just entirely impossible to be perfect. Um, and it can really, I know for me, it'll, it'll, it'll derail me a little bit. Sometimes it ends up making me not do things or not move forward because I want it to be perfect. Uh, but I can't see how to get there. I, you know, <laughs> it's kind of, when I was a, a younger man, you know, high school and things, dating, trying to go out with dates, I didn't go on many, many dates because I was too worried about having the perfect date. What would be, it has to be perfect. And I would never go out with a girl. Uh, like, I wouldn't ask a girl out because I was really worried about how, what, what kind of date would I have with her. So it wouldn't be perfect, so I wouldn't, I just wouldn't ever ask. It's just weird, you know, it was kind of dumb. But that was, you know, my, my mentality. And I still have that challenge sometimes about trying to get it perfect. And it causes a lot of hesitation and delay and try to, and, you know, sometimes I learn to just Okay, there is no such thing as perfect. So to just move on and get this, do as best you can, get as close as you can. You still strive for it, but um, but learn to live with it. it's not quite going to always be there. Maybe it will. Maybe you'll get lucky. I sound like Donald Trump talking, don't I? Um, maybe it will. You know, you know, he kind of goes on and on and repeats himself. And anyway. <laughs> um, but I, I, I kind of revolve that, that detail, that dream and, the, and the, the thing about the just seeing details and really focusing on a or specific detail somehow led me toward this. And the, the whole thing about perfection, perfectionism, because um, it's, it's difficult. There was only one perfect, perfect, perfect person or So anyway, I, I focused on this word, uh, teleos, uh, and it's most commonly shows up in the, the New Testament as perfect. A um, couple of cases, it's, it's man, or like a, of age. Um, and it comes from the word uh, telos, which is uh, most often you see that word as end in the New Testament. Uh, but that completeness... Um, this this word though is more focused on it's complete again complete, but you know in terms of, it talks about applications of like labor and growth, your mental completeness, your moral character, but being more you know um, complete in those aspects. Um, so anyway, let's. Let's talk about these verses, kind of go through this, see where I get, see where this goes. 
Um, it's funny this morning, just before I, I got up this morning and I started deciding maybe I was going to change my, my uh, direction and I was going to go with the other word, telos, and completely created a whole new sheet um, for that. And then on the way here, I decided I better just stick with what I started with. Um, so maybe I have a lesson for the next time I have to teach. I already have something I can, I can spend my focus on getting ready for um, instead of trying to just figure out what it's going to be. Um, but being perfect, you know, and again, it's, whenever I hear the word perfect, you know, it's always that absolute, complete, perfect picture, perfect, you know, whatever you're creating. But, you know, again, this is just trying to be, to me, this is more complete in the way you, your mental and moral character, the way, you know, you've, You've matured as a man or matured as a, as a woman, as a person. You're a full age, um, and which is what we're all striving for. We'll never be, I don't, I mean, I, I will never be perfect in this sense, t totally complete. I don't, think, I don't think that's probably ever achievable, but you have to con cont continually strive for it. Right? That, it's always got to be the goal to try to be there and be as complete as possible. Because there's, but there's always something more to learn, to to develop in, to grow in, and uh, to continue to, to progress. Um, for the, yes. Can I say something about this this word? Yeah, absolutely. Sure. Do you need to move over? Or is um, okay? I don't know. If, yeah, then the mics. I don't even know if that mic is. Is on. Let me go. Yeah. No, okay. me, but you can get over here, I'll closer over to here. this one. I'll come over here. But I want to make sure it's on. <laughs> so hold on just Hello. a second, Hello. and I'll be right back. What was that? Okay, they're all live. Okay. That's pretty cool. I can walk around anywhere and talk. Anyway, sorry. So this um, this was something that was. Um, was used in their society because the Greeks were always wanting to find the new thing. They, they didn't want to come behind in, in anything, so they were always inquiring about whatever new thing was coming and then they'd implement it. And so they used this word to speak about those things that had been communicated to them, which is where we get our tele, telephone, telegraph. Um, things that were communicated to them and then they accepted and applied it and their viewpoint was that when we hear and we apply, then we are, I don't want to say better than anybody else, but we have a measure of perfection that other people don't have. So when like this first verse, it would sound like, how in the world are we going to be perfect like the Father is? Well, that's not what Jesus was saying. He was saying, you need to recognize that God, the Father, is telling you things that are beyond where you are. And He always has something new and some measure of growth and development. And so you need to strive to know it, what it is that He's presenting, and you need to become that. And so it's not that in some way we have matured our way into a betterness. In fact, the publicans, he mentions the publicans here, not the Republicans, but the publicans. And they always would try to, through money and through their influence, rise above everybody else. And so he's contrasting the world system, specifically touching the publicans, to speak about how telos is more of a receiving a new thought and then bettering yourself. And it's, it's very much kind of like a concept that has been American over the years. I'm not saying other nations don't do it. But we find something, we embrace the inventiveness, and then that becomes the norm. And when you travel the world, you think, man, we are, not that we're better, but we're in a different stance in this area, in this area, in this area, and it does supersede where they are. So telos isn't that you have arrived totally, but it just means that you've received something that is better than what was, and you've made yourself uh, accepting of that. So, you know, sometimes you read this first verse, which you haven't been privileged to do yet, 
Um, and you think, how in the world am I going to be perfect like God? God is perfect, but this isn't what, it's not saying the perfection that we know God is. It's not saying, you know, he's immense and he's wonderful and he never fails. Those things are true, but it's that your father is showing you new ways. You accept them, and in accepting them, you're on a different sphere than everybody else. It's the better way. And so you need to continue to know the Father so you become that. So that's, that's kind of the mindset of the Greek mentality. It goes to the heart of who they were as a democratic society. They would receive new things. Sometimes that was a bad thing. It's like what they said to Paul when he was on Mars Hill. Oh, we want to hear about this new God. And Paul said, you know what? And he kind of straightened them out. This isn't just the newest fad. It's a stepping stone. This is the ultimate. So telos is kind of confusing to people because if you just read these and you think, oh, you know, I, how am I ever going to become this grandiose individual that doesn't fail? It's not about failing because we're all going to fail. It's about having received a new word that is better and becoming that. And that's, it's a progressive thing. And the way the Father is that is that he's always willing to lead us into in grace, from the throne of grace, into the next thing that he wants. So, I'm sorry, I just wanted to. Thank you very much. No, it was, uh, thank you for that clarity about that. I mean, that, and that's, I mean, you're right. I mean, everybody has a vision of what perfect is, and they want, they think it's absolute perfect, but it's not. It's, it's just that, like you, it's a progressive, like I was just saying, continuing to mature, continuing to grow and, and to, to move into the next height. Um, yeah, so. Okay. Uh, well, you know, like this first verse, be you there. Well, I, I don't think you guys have an extended verse. I think I extended that, but. Primarily, it's verse 48, be ye therefore perfect, even as your Father which is in heaven. But, but again, it's not, you know, this is kind of referring to, you know, your enemies and that, in fact, you, anybody can love their friends. Anyone can uh, salute, as they say in the, in the Bible, uh, they salute, the publicans do this. You, you can love those about you that you know, but this is also your enemies. And to be, to be complete or be... Um, to be, to really grow in, the, in your, your, your relationship, you've got to be perfect in the sense that you love all, not just those that, that are your friends. You know, does that make sense? You're not just focusing on the, the ones you know and the people that are around you and surround you, but it's all people, regardless of, of whether they're enemies or not. But that's just that, um, a complete... Your heart's in, in the right place where you you don't just pay tribute to those who uh, who you who are like-minded with. I mean, I I, you know, I was thinking as I was going through this and some of these verses too. You know, it's like I've had some people at work. I'm sure you, we've all run into people we've worked with, people we've had to deal with, and you don't like them or you don't really enjoy their company too much. You don't like the way they treat you or the people you work with. But we still have to. You can't. You know, it's like you can't go before the Lord if you've got a heart where you're hating these people and only love the people around you that you, that you like. It's got to be, you love them as well. You just have to, you know, but, yeah. with no matter where you are I mean you're not casting pearls before swine but you're still demonstrating who you are as an agape individual even around those who maybe don't believe the way you do or even people you don't like in other words you don't spurn them because they're not a, not a believer you still demonstrate that agape right. which is the, the purpose of God that you really have developing within you and 
striving to do his will, all the things that you are as a saint and a son. But, you know, I mean, it, it's the same thing you're saying with regard to you're not just nice to the people you like. You know, you're, you're nice to the people that you don't like. But that's because you are an agape individual. Yeah, I think, I don't know, you, you really can't even not like them, really. <laughs> that's not even really right to not. You just don't share the same opinions, maybe. I think you can love someone and not like them. Real, yeah, well, <laughs> I know to me that's, that's a real hard thing. It's kind of like people who are Democrats. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's don't go there. I don't want to get political, but it's like, I just like, oh, my gosh. Anyway. <laughs> well, tell us how you really feel. Anyway, let's just move on. <laughs> um, this next verse is talking about the, the rich young man. And Jesus said unto him, If thou wilt be perfect, go and sell that thou hast, and give to the poor, and thou shalt have treasure in heaven, and come and follow me. And again, he's, you know, this, you know, how difficult. I know this is really to, to, to perfect yourself, you know, in this case, I, I know, you know, as a, as a, I'm not a wealthy person, but we rely so much on what we, what we have, what we, you know, through your, your job and your money, and I have to, I'm, I'm got to be self-independent uh, or self-dependent, whatever, but, you know, this guy, he's really asking him to put all your faith in, in, in God, in the Lord, you know, he says he's followed all the commandments. He's done everything, but he's wealthy. So he's still reliant upon that wealth for his well-being and for him to give it up. You know, I know this verse is talking about how difficult it is for those who are, uh, for the rich to enter the, uh, enter the kingdom. But it's so hard to, to not put your dependence on those things, those, those worldly things that you feel like you have to have. You know, I know it's hard for me. I, I'm, you know, I'm, as the breadwinner, you, you just, feel like, I got to, you know, I got to do this thing, and I've been so dependent, and my whole life is dependent on this, and I've got to hang on to this job and do whatever I can. But, you know, Stacy helps keep me in check um, because I get pretty freaked out sometimes with my job, with my money, or the, uh, not my money, <laughs> just the, the, the dependency upon all that and uh, I have to be reminded that you know what the Lord's in control of all this it's uh, it's up to him what actually happens how things play out and and quit being so worried about it don't be so stressed about it um, it's uh, it's really trusting him and forgetting about all the other things um, I mean, for me, I mean, that, that's my, that perfecting in me and this and that, that just continuing trying to grow and, and, and let go of, of my attempt to control, I guess, control it, really. Um, it's, it's not, and, and I've, my mentality, I've actually, in the last few weeks, things have fallen back into place because I quit stressing about it, quit worrying about it. Um, praying more about it, just, you know, start my day off, make sure I'm always um, got my eyes on him first before I uh, even, you know, I think, what, was it less you were teaching one Sunday, I think there was something you'd read and something someone was giving some advice about don't look at your email until 9 o'clock in the morning or something like that. And I thought there's no way I could ever do that. that that's impossible. But I have made a rule not to start checking my email until a certain point in the morning. It's not nine o'clock. You know, I, there's no way. But it's not. It, it's not when I roll out of bed and the first thing I do is check my email. I don't do that either. So, it, it you know things like that. I mean, it's just getting getting the focus in the right direction before you launch into the worldly stuff. You know, it just makes a huge difference. Um, this next verse, Romans 12.2. Um, you know, the, and be not conformed to this world, 
but be you transformed by the renew of your mind that you may prove what it is that good and acceptable and perfect that you know that complete will of God um, I know everybody this is you know a common verse has been read and talked about many 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 times but you know I never really focused on that perfect word but to to continue to, to develop and be able to show that the whole, the good acceptable and perfect will of God but that a complete a mature will of God, which is, of course, just that the perfect will of God. It's just a kind of almost a repetitive thing. Good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. They're just different aspects of the will of God, but your, your mind has to be renewed in order to do that. So, fulfilling the plan of God really just depends on, upon our, our mind, our perspective, and being transformed and renewed in it. And I, you know, we have, we've walked it and we have learned it, that for sure. And, you know, those steps, I think in the last year, year and a half, the year of grace and as we come into this year, and the things that God has revealed regarding that has really changed us more than almost the 20 years that we've been here. It's, I know it's a progressive journey that we have, you know, learned so many little things that have brought us here, but as far as an arching, an overarching or, you know, you know, paradigm shift, if you will. I mean, I feel like more has happened in the last year than the last 10 years with our development. There's some maturing thing that has happened that is, and that's it. That, the mind, that perspective, God has really elevated us in that grace in order to overcome in our minds things we've struggled with for so many years. And it's, it's truly amazing. Anyway, I just yeah. as you were reading that, I mean, just that phrase just absolutely jumped out at me. There's no way to prove and fulfill that will of God without that aspect. Anyway, that's an amazing verse. Yeah, and I mean, it's and, and it's a daily renewing, right? I mean, so much happens on a daily basis. I don't have it's every day. I've got to got to start right back at the same plot place, and be sure you're you're kind of you're armed armed and ready, because there's always something else around the corner to try to try to derail you if you, if it, if it's all possible. But you know, if you're not, I guess if you're not, if if, every, if you're not doing anything, then the enemy will probably pretty much leave you alone to some degree. If you're just not, if you're not going anywhere. Um. See, there, there's a contrast in here too. Like the world wants you to conform. Mm -hmm. Everybody right. get in line. <laughs> this is the public speak. If you say anything wrong, well, you're this, 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 conform. But God wants to transform. And, and, and that's to lift you above certain things into a, a new dimension of relationship with Him. And, and anytime, see, that's, there's, such, there's such a conforming influence in our nation and in the world right now. I guess it's always been that way. But it really is pronounced now. Yeah. But at the same time, God is wanting to transform us into things that are commensurate with what He's ordained for this end time. And so you've got you you've got that. Every one of these things with Telos, every one of these verses has this is what the world wants you to become. But this is what God is saying, and it's a new thing. So the conforming. We can't be conformed, and it's so, I mean, think about this year, what God's called us to do. Well, the world's trying to get us to conform, to not do it. Mm -hmm. Don't love one another. Don't go places. Don't reach out. Be in fear. 
God is saying, I want to do a thing that's going to change the world. You're my emissaries. So it's, it's always that. Every one of these verses has that confluence of conform, hear, and be transformed. Yeah, and you're right. I mean, and at least it, and it started, I feel like in the last two to three years, there's really been a, a, a progressive move against anything we're doing, really. There's that, that in a conforming, uh, just the way our, our nation and some of the things that are being uh, pushed from a law perspective or legislative in a way. Uh, to open up the door, and I, I'm not even going to—I don't want to go into all that, but uh, yeah, there's been so much pushed on us, and now, I mean, basically, people are starting to shut down. I have people at work that are saying, "Well, we're not—they they decided to cancel the trips to Kansas City next week because they don't want people traveling." I mean, yeah, I talk about fear, um, and you know, and I and I was out and about yesterday and doing this thing and shaking some hands with some people and. You know, you start to think about it. I'm like, why am I worried about this? This is silly. But, but, yeah, we've got some important things that have to happen this year, and we can't be limited or in fear of uh, traveling up to the east or going to South America or wherever it may be. Um, uh, there is a, yeah, it seems like the push to conform to this new almost like a new world we're stepping into. Um, it's, it's just progressively getting worse. Uh, next verse, 1 Corinthians 2.6. Uh, How be it we speak wisdom among them that are perfect, yet not the wisdom of this world, nor of the princes of the world that come not. Yeah, right, exactly. I mean, and... Of course, this is talking wisdom. We're in the time, uh, the year of wisdom, um, and that's one thing I think I pray for almost every day is continually give me the right wisdom because in the environment, in this atmosphere that we're in, it, wisdom is probably the most important thing we can have right now. Uh, we've got to to be wise in, in dealing with all these various pressures and fears and and and, and uh, influences to try to conform to. The change, changing of our society in a lot of ways, um, but yeah, and of course, this is speak wisdom among them that are part. But among among our our brotherhood, our our saint family, and those that we are that are like minded with us. First um, Corinthians thirteen ten. But when that which is perfect is come, then that which is in part shall be done away. Of course, I mean this. Of course, I think of this with the prophetic teams, and we, we prophesy in part. We don't always know the full picture. Of course, when that <laughs> when that time comes, when the perfect the perfect is there, the the fully known and understood. Uh, word then of course we won't we'll have it all we won't have that uh, partial idea of, of what things are Thanks, yes to me this you know pastor was talking about the you know the historical meaning and, and, and all that with the telephone and the telegraph and all the communication and stuff and, and that's true you know one thing that comes to mind to me is is the perfection also just the, the definition means a completedness. And that's something that we can feel on the inside of us when we're moving in that perfection. It's, it's something that we can actually feel. You feel completed in what you're doing. And it relates to all of the things that Pastor was mentioning. But it's something, I mean, it's, um, you feel like you're, um, if, we're, if you're not operating in, your, in accordance with, um, you know, whatever the Lord's destined for you as an individual, you're always going to feel this sense of incompleteness inside you. Because, and that's that's tied, I don't know what a better word would have been for the translation, but um, it seems like the, the, the word perfect doesn't really, it, to me the completedness is a thing that you can sense and feel deep within your spirit. And, and not only 
be there, but in the renewed mind too, that you're you're functioning the way you're supposed to. Mm -hmm. So just wanted to. Yeah, the word perfect is. I, I don't know how King James and his boys came up with the word perfect, yeah, but it, kind of, it, it, it is kind of makes you. If you just read it, not knowing, it's uh, misleading. I guess. It makes you feel it's unattainable, right? Yeah. It's kind of like the word holy yeah. and our definition of holy. Holiness is a, the restoration, an ongoing process of restore, restoration. It's not achieving perfection. It's not being God in that you have no faults and you never screw up and therefore you're holy. You're, right. You know, that's that's not what that means. Right. Yeah, and, and we're never perfect. I mean, we're always trying to be as complete as possible. We want to continually know and, and be ready and, and move yeah, in the, the next fresh thing. Yeah. We're never going to be... You're perfect when you... Reach it, but that's, the, that's yeah. the goal, that's the objective. Right, right. You always want to keep the telephone line open to receive the latest word. <laughs> <laughs> Ten grand, Lord, right now my bank account. There we go. I like Jim Baker trying to sell a cure for the coronavirus. That's what he's doing. I'm sorry. Never mind. Yeah, uh, makes me starting to make me think of uh, old uh, electric light orchestra songs about the telephone line. Um, Um, 1 Corinthians 14, 20, uh, brethren, do not, be not, sorry, be not children in understanding, rather in malice be you children, but in understanding be men, and again, that's, the, the word men is this same Greek word, uh, be complete, be, you know, be, I guess, really mature and, uh, in your understanding. And, well, and your continued understanding, fresh understanding, knowing what, uh, but, yeah. To me, too, though, but, I was just thinking, this, this, this kind of, there's a connection, I see it anyway, to, to um, wholeness. I mean, if you're completed, I mean, you're definitely stepping in the points of being completely whole in every way, so... All right, well, it's, uh, Ephesians 4.13, till we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature, stature of the fullness of Christ. You know, again, we're just continuing to grow and to try to progress and, and uh, reach that full completion or that full, uh, that completeness is... As we continue in our throughout life, you know, it's continuing to learn, uh, gain the knowledge that never ends. Constantly receiving and trying to understand more and deeper um, in our understanding of God and, and His ways and what He wants us to do. Continuing to progress in our own purpose, in His purpose. Sorry, not our own, His. Um, you know, in Philippians 3.15, I mean, let us therefore, as many as be perfect, be thus minded, and if any, and if anything, you be like otherwise, mind, otherwise minded, God shall reveal it unto you. And, you know, again, this is just, I think, maturing and continuing to mature and grow and, and, um, Stay current and complete in understanding our understanding the Lord, understanding the Word, and if we're in any way uh, off track or, or uh, not focused, you know the Lord's going to uh, the Lord will let you know. The Lord's going to reveal that to you, so you can. Yeah. Going back.
back to what Mark said about wholeness, um, the verse came to my mind. I don't know if it's on your sheet, but um, the one that says the Lord will perfect that that concerns you. And being that there's so much concern across the world because of the coronavirus, I, I just feel like the Lord is saying to us that he'll perfect that concern. And, and you know, yes, we need to be cautious and do what we can to, you know, um, prevent being sick, but... I feel like the Lord is saying He'll perfect that that can that concern in us, you know, because we trust Him and um, to keep us whole mm -hmm. and well. Uh, Corinth, um, Colossians, sorry, Colossians one twenty-eight. whom we preach, warning every man and teaching every man in all wisdom that we may present every man perfect in Christ. Mm. But it comes through the preaching and the teaching of wisdom. That's the goal, preaching and teaching wisdom to the saints so that they can walk in that point of perfection, that point of com continual um, revelation and the new thing that God is doing. That's right. so cool. It, you know, it's complete in their knowledge and relationship is, is fully possible, but it's continuing. You said it's never. Don't forget about the warning every man in the middle of that. That progression that Stacy just mentioned, preach. Yeah, I left that part out. Just bringing, bringing, huh? I left that part out. <laughs> well, it's, I think it's, it's, it's sandwiched in there. No, know, it is. I mean, where we're calling, as, as we proclaim whatever the message is he's given to us, we're, we're calling attention to the things that he he's focused on, and then we, we teach in that regard wisdom, and then course it leads to perfection that can only be found you know, in Christ Jesus. I, I like that, that flow there. That's, that's really cool. Uh, Colossians 4.12 um, I can't even, ep, Epaphras 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 Who is one of you, a servant of Christ, saluteth you always laboring fervent, fervent, fervently for you in prayers that you may stand perfect and complete in all the will of God. And, you know, again, just you know, so I continue to, to develop and grow and be as complete in, in, in your knowledge of Christ. A continual, continual laboring, uh, a continual pursuit yeah, I, I guess that makes me think of you know uh, people once they're you know once saved and they're kind of that's where they stop. They don't really keep going. They don't feel like uh, they just want to uh, come come to church to be fed, uh, but they're really not doing anything on their own. Um, and you you can't reach this this perfection or this perfect or this you know completeness in yourself if you aren't doing something more on your own it's part of your pursuit you can't just be uh, the pastor feeding you so I'm trying to look at the um, since these words are connected because we're going to need to put this in line up online because it's not in there but um, one is a verb but I don't know what teleos is because it doesn't say oh wait 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 no it says that telos is a noun no, from tello. Anyway, we, if um, teleos is the verb, it means the act of, of going after what the Lord is saying, that, that fresh thing. And then 
Telios, the word that you're focused on, um, an adjective. So it describes the process. The process. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna need. I'm gonna need to have because we look for it line up online, and it's not in there. So right. this is something we definitely need to. I mean, just think about that. That is a huge understanding. It changes all of these verses completely. And that's really the concept of wisdom, which is undoubtedly why the Lord brought you to this. Even the guy, the rich young ruler, um, he had the capacity with his money to, to impact people, to impact the church, and he, and he told the Lord that. But God said to him, you know, you, you, if you're going to be perfect, if you're going to enter into this progressive development, you sell everything, and you will have thesaurus in heaven. You will then begin to move in the heavenly <coughs> reservoir, receptacle library of wisdom. And so wisdom is always, you know, grace is your willingness and your commitment, but that sets the stage for the new things, which is really what, Solomon was doing when he was moving to wisdom. Everybody in all these nations were coming to see all the new stuff Israel was doing. They were they were growing and develop, they were inventive and and, uh, and so it's it's just interesting. Yeah, you probably you can develop the full growth of Israel. See Scott, look how how perfect you become. You may not even make it through all your all your verses. <laughs> you have ten minutes left. There's I don't know what you're gonna do. I can read through these real quick. I can read through them real quick. Because he had he already had a dream that he's finished. My dream said I was already done with this when I woke up this morning. <laughs> Oh my! I want to jump. I want to jump to. Uh, I like. I like. I think on your handout, it it's James. It's funny because when I take it out of word word search, it just puts Jas. So I'm gonna do Jasper. It looks like I want to think of Jasper, <laughs> the book of Jasper. Uh, but James, James one four, always like James. He's he's got some good good words. Um, but let patience have her perfect work, and I guess that perfect there's a different perfect. Um, I mean, in terms of meaning, but let patience have her perfect work, that you may be perfect and entire, and wanting nothing. You know, if we if we if we can reach that completeness in our our growth and our the wisdom and the uh, just understanding with God, then uh, we want nothing. You shouldn't want anything beyond that, right? You should be able to. That that just should be a I guess a point of satisfaction that I'm I am in a in a place where I should be with the Lord in my relationship and in my understanding and and continuing to receive and understand whatever new thing he brings forth not not satisfied with just where I am today um. yeah, if you think about impatience it's just the opposite you've got a thousand things you're thinking of that you want to have done or you want to acquire or it must you know yeah. that's what patience really that's how it really destroys a person who's trying to move in the timing of the Lord is that because you want it you know in your carnality, you want it now, you want, and so you're always striving in your mind about how it's going to get done or what you're going to, you know, and that's not wanting nothing. That's no. wanting a lot. Yeah. <laughs> wanting everything. That's wanting those things to be, you know, to happen. Right. So where patience has its perfect work, it means you're not concerned with what's actually not done. It doesn't mean it's done. It doesn't mean there aren't things that are coming down the pike. There aren't things that the Lord hasn't promised you that you're looking forward to. It doesn't mean that all those things don't come into play aren't part of your existence. It just means that you're not wanting it. You're not pursuing it. You're not striving for it. You're, you're perfect in that point of patience. 
And um, so again, you know, that understanding just changes, I mean, it doesn't change the verse entirely, but it does show you more about what standing in that patience actually means. I think too that uh, wanting nothing in that sense means, la means lacking nothing. True. Well, because you're in the point where you're at. I mean, wherever God has you, you don't have any need for anything. He's provided for that yeah, moment. Exactly. Yeah. Good point. Uh, James one seventeen. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and cometh down from the Father of lights, and with whom is no variableness, neither shadow turning. So you know, every good gift, every complete gift yeah that's an interesting um, verse because that, that speaks of some very deep spiritual principles that aren't generally able to be interpreted on earth because uh, you know you've got a callous you've got a callous I'm, I'm sure that's Caris there yeah is that right? Is that a good callous uh, grace? Maybe it's not. Uh, I didn't look. Yeah, I didn't. But, but anyway, when it talks about the Father of Lights, um, that that really speaks about what what is in this Thesaurus in heaven, and it it it's it's it's. Zagathos. Yeah. So it, it's it's good. Um, so I'm gonna be quiet so you can finish. <laughs> 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 uh, another one from James, our, our buddy James. But whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty. And continue it there, he being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed in his deed. Um, looks into the perfect, the complete law of liberty. But not being forgetful here, but a doer of the work. You know, I guess really we're going to, I don't know, the funny footnotes they give you, you know, uh, rejoicing under trials. Um, Always a wonderful thing to to enjoy when you're under tri in, in a trial, being challenged. Um, but you know, for not a forgetful hearer, but a doer. You know, if, if you're, uh, I think if you've received and understand what you what you've been taught, what you've gained from the Lord, then the, the you know dealing with the trials and and moving forward and wherever you're being led has no. Um, It, it it just gives you the confidence to, to deal with it. Um, James three two for in many ways we offend all. If any man offend not in the word, the same is a perfect man, and able also to bridle the whole body. <clears throat> um, You know, if, if you can uh, <laughs> offend not in word, the same as a perfect man. I mean, that, that's, you really are walking in, a, in your complete, and I guess I'm trying to think, the right, the, a completeness in, in your relationship with, with, with the Lord and, and, and really walking as a strong saint. If, if you don't offend anybody with your words, right, it's... Um, because, you know, again, it talks about bridle, the whole body. And I remember, you know, James talks about, you know, uh, uh, sweet water coming from the same that's, I can't remember the words now, but uh, the fact we can say things, uh, <clears throat> bad words can come out of our mouth right along with the nice and sweet words. Um, but if a man's been, it can, has perfected, is 
is really complete in his growth and his moral character in every way, then he should be able to, then he, he's able to do this. He's able to control him, himself in, in, in every way. because the word is the word logos. So if any man offend not in the logos, then he's a perfect man. So how does that tie in with bridling the body? Well, here's the deal. We're going to we're going to always be human right. in the serpent. And we're always going to do something that irritates somebody. Even Nancy. Does. <laughs> No. <laughs> no. <laughs> if you are, if, if you are doing everything you can to align yourself with the logos of God, the eternal purpose that God is revealing, then you are engaged in this progressive development from glory to glory. And through that understanding, you bridle the body. You make sure that your actions are continuing on that pathway. But even in that, you're still going to right. somebody. Sometimes yeah. I look at these so literal, it's like, <laughs> I yeah. can't get past the literal verbiage. Yeah. To the context, too, is, I mean, he's talking about uh, be not many masters, and that's just really teachers, knowing that we, you, you receive the greater condemnation. And then he goes into verse mm -hmm. 2. And then he starts talking about the tongue and how deadly it is. And so, yeah. I mean, that, that whole chapter there is filled with just a, a really... Lot of incredible insights. Scott just sat down. He I'm tired. My back's aching from standing so long. Well, okay, I'm gonna this we're gonna hit the last verse here. Yeah. There's no fear in love, but perfect love casteth out casteth out fear because fear hath torment. He that feareth is not made perfect in love. Um and I and think see, that's what that's what the end, one of the things the enemy's trying to release with all this nonsense with Corona and whatever. Yeah, that's just fear. And um, I mean, Pastor brought up a good point Wednesday night where he was saying, you know, what was the the, the number? Sixteen thousand people die from the flu every year, and we've got eleven that have died from coronavirus. Why the? Yeah, that's an outbreak. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's just like. Yeah, I hear that continually on the <laughs> talked about so the the numbers it are out. Makes no sense. It yeah, it's it's yeah the numbers of flu. It's like between fifteen and thirty thousand people a year. Yeah. and that's with the flu shot too. Yes, <laughs> that's with the flu shot. Those are the people who take the flu shot. Right? That's why I don't get it. It doesn't help anyway. So. And they're acting like this is some kind of pen. What do they call it? A the pandemic? Lord you well by the, that flu shot. Uh, <laughs> the flu shot has killed people. It has. There are documented cases. But she believes in that flu shot. I'm not going to tell you not to do it. But I don't do it. And I'm like, I had flu until I started taking it. I know that. But I'm just saying, if it wasn't for the flu shot, there'd probably be 100,000. And that could be true, too. Yeah. yeah. So, you just have to trust the Lord. Right. Well, and they said that this coronavirus, like a year away from maybe having a shot for it. Now everybody's going to want to take a shot for it every year. That's that's crazy. They act like it's a pandemic or whatever, right? It's fixing to run rampant across the entire world. Of course, there's a lot of theories, conspiracy theories, that, that, that this was created by someone and... Uh, All right, well, so. Your dreams come true. Are we complete? <laughs> I'm complete. <laughs> we are complete.
It's a complete teaching. It's now that it's 10 o'clock in Dallas, Texas. Um, well, I guess as pastor, you know, this word teleos, or tele, you know, translates to, come to our telephone. So I say keep the phone line open and hear <laughs> everything the Lord has to speak so that you continue in your complete and to complete yourself in, in every way. And it's, you know, again, it's, it's, it's not, it's a never ending story. It's part of our purpose and, and continuing our relationship and growth as a saint. It doesn't stop today and it doesn't stop next week. It doesn't stop when the seminar is over. Um, it's, you know, how much more is he going to pour out and, and, uh, develop each one of us? Yes. I just want to say something. You know, I think that we, the saints, are living this because we are receiving the new revelation from the Lord. We are applying it, and we are becoming it. And so I think that, you know, this is what we are living. Well, the verse that says, you know, speak of those that are perfect implies that you are perfect right now in the definition that has been given. Mm -hmm. You know, you're not perfect because, like God because he's without you know, any type of error. It means that by being perfect, you have received what God has given mm -hmm. in this moment, in this season. That is what makes you perfect is because you are actually applying that, that principle and that's an ongoing process. Now, in three weeks or in a month or in a year, I may not be perfect if I don't continue to do that. Because the very fact that it says to speak to those that are perfect means that that is attainable. It means that there are those who are perfect. Mm -hmm. I think that's that says a lot. Mm -hmm. Because we've applied thus far everything that the Lord has released. We've re we've willingly received it and applied it. Right. Therefore, we are perfect. Mm -hmm. In yeah, in this yeah. in, in that, this in that yeah. ongoing progression. Mm -hmm. I think the heart of it is that the essence of this word is communication. And so, if you're right. going to be perfect in the Lord, that would mean the essence of it is is that you are communicating back and forth with Him to grow and to develop. So, you know, if you don't think God's going to speak, or if you only want to hear what what you want to hear, or you know, you don't want to receive and develop and then keep on receiving, then you're not in that measure of communicating. You're right. We need to use new word for this instead of perfect. Yeah, yeah. It, it should be progressive revelation, but that doesn't work either. Don't work on this. Coin a new <laughs> word. <laughs> Rewrite the key. The King James boys. Well, that's why I've had a hard time finding a word to describe what that means because it is an active. You know, it's an active thing. It's not. It's not. Stopping it's not, point. It's, it, yeah, there's not a complete point. You know, it's like the other word, telos, it talks about having a goal or a definite goal in, in, in mind yeah, and pursuing that goal. The closest word they had was tell. You know, we have television, telephone, tell whatever. <laughs> so it's, you know, I guess they could have said, um, in understanding detail, <laughs> you know, he's a tell man. <laughs> Jason Tell. Well, I mean, we translate it to, to really complete, so why can't they just say complete? Yeah, that's right. Because it's still, because that still denotes a that, final that resting place. It's done. An inactive situation. Well, it could be almost done, almost complete. I think it can be perfect because we use the word holy because that's what it is and we know what it means and it's still the same thing. I mean, we, we know we're not talking about earthly perfection. We're not talking about earthly definitions. So as a saint and a pneumatikos individual, we just apply what we know, the word dominion, we use it just like we use the word holy. I mean, you know, we're no longer living under ignorance regarding this word. We have actually received this word and we're applying it. <laughs> and I think that's what, separates the saints from from the general church because we take what the Lord is releasing um, and apply it whereas some 
they hear it, but they don't receive it. They they want to stay the way they are, but I think so. I think that's what separates the saints from the general church. Well, if you think you're perfect and you have all the gospel, <laughs> exactly. why do you need to change? Exactly. You know. Thank you. Um, thank you for all your comments and uh, contributions to this, this conversation, and uh, see you next time.